Hello, everybody. This is Andrew Decker. Welcome back to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. Of course, I'm here with Winston the dog. He's here. He's here. That's true. But we're also here with Mr. Harris. Hey, everybody. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Excellent. Excellent. It kind of scares me. You and I are both in ties. Yeah, I actually had court this morning. Yeah, me too. Mine was on Zoom, though. Well, I guess mine was on Zoom as well, but I, I just didn't have time to... I actually like I didn't do the the mullet outfit, you know, where it's like shorts on the bottom and like coat and tie on top. Right. Um, I actually I actually managed to put pants on for the Zoom meeting. You and Raul not wanting to wear pants that's to a right. Zoom meeting. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's a throwback to hanging, almost a year ago. I know. I've been hanging out with Raul too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, today uh, we don't have a guest, but we have um, uh, something that that we deal with all the time, and that is driver's license suspensions. Right. Yep. And um, it's kind of a dry, a dry topic, but it, it is one that as attorneys, you know, it's really important to know this stuff or at least have the information readily available so that you can properly advise your clients. Right. Because there are some things that uh, come before us uh, where they're going to get a DWI, uh, not a DWI, they're going to, they're going to get a driver's license suspension. Or I get phone calls from people who are being told that their license is suspended. What do they need to do? Right. Um, or that they get a piece of paper in the mail saying that there is going to be a uh, an administrative revocation hearing. Yeah. Uh, license hearing. Um, an ALR, administrative license revocation hearing. There we go. There you go. Once, once I put you all the letters it. together, I can I can get there. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. Uh, Mr. Harris going to actually be the driver. He's the one that's done the research for this episode. I'm I'm gonna. Why do Why do you use air quotes around research? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They, they, they couldn't see that. Be, you, yeah, yeah. You had, <laughs> did you had said anything. Yeah. <laughs> did his research. Um, uh, yeah, to be clear to the audience, I am, I will, I am referring to Todd DuPont's book. I mean, we just had him on the, on the podcast. This is O'Connor's Texas Crimes and Consequences. Get a copy if you don't have one. It's a very, very good, very easy reference point for not only license revocation um, or, or suspension time, suspension lengths. But uh, just for, for a lot of other general knowledge that's, uh, that we need day in, day out in our job. Right, right. So, so again, we're going to start with just some of the basic things why people get their license uh, suspended. Um, yeah. And, and just, you know, again, I'm not the one who researched this, but just right off the top of my head, driving without insurance. Yes. Yeah, that, right. Driving without insurance. And, and um, you know, a no insurance ticket is probably something that not too many people would need an attorney for but if it's not handled properly it will incur some collateral consequences that, right, because that eventually that, they will right it's just a ticket i'm just going to go down to the city or the jp court and pay my you know pay my fine maybe you know and and just think yeah, it's done ask for ask for deferred or well, something I, like that right but know. i may not even do that right i may right. just pay just the pay ticket it. right just, just pay it. now you have a conviction your insurance rates are going up um, I don't know if there's a license suspension or not actually on that one, but I know it is if you, if you end up with a, with a, with, with multiples. Oh yeah. Driving with a license invalid. You, yeah. I mean, just like, you know, we, we always hear about this like phantom point system that's in, uh, that's in Texas. And yeah, if you rack up enough of these convictions, your license will be suspended. Uh, right. they're just going to take away your privilege to drive on the roadway in Texas and you'll get a letter uh, from DPS, it's a notice of suspension letter. That is kind of when you want, if you're out there driving uh, in violation of the transportation code, 
that's when you're going to want to call an attorney. Um, because at that point in time, uh, you now have the right to an administrative license revocation hearing. Now, we always hear as, as defense attorneys, ALR hearings in conjunction with DWI arrests. They're very good at, you know, fact finding, at preparation for trial. You can get a lot of discovery materials before the, the prosecutor's office will give them to you. Um, but for any suspension, which your license can be suspended for any number of ways, any suspension, you have the right to an ALR hearing, which we will get to later in this episode. Uh, we're going to talk with our very own Andrew Decker, who's just on a hot streak right now with winning these ALR hearings. Well, you, when you're Andrew Decker, you're always winning. Yeah. What was that? Oh. What, what, what did you just say? That's how the bacon is made. That's, a, that's, a, that's how the sausage is made. <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh, geez. I ruined um. it. What can I say? All right. So, so we are recording on a Friday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So, but we're drinking Topo Chico. Yeah, There's we're not nothing. really. We're not drinking anything. Right, yeah, right. we're just ready. We're ready to be done. Right, and we're it. actually recording this the Friday before Thanksgiving, so yeah. we're we're mentally a little toasted. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, safe to say. Okay. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> let's talk about, you know, what happens when your client comes in and they're. And they're asking you, hey, I just got arrested for DWI. I'm worried about my license. How long am I looking at a suspension for? Well, the answer, right, is that classic attorney answer. It's, it depends. It depends. It depends. So, wah, wah. Your first alcohol-related or drug-related enforcement contact, right? So your first one, your first-time offender, first arrest for DWI. Let's say like you're even if it's your first contact with uh, law enforcement, the answer is still it depends, right? Because if you consent to a breath or blood test and it's under a 0.08, then you, your license is not going to be suspended. But if you fail, if you consent and fail, it's a 90-day suspension. But that's if you consent. If you consent. Okay. Right? If you refuse, if you refuse, then it's 180 days. So if they, you're making them work, they got to go get a um uh, a warrant or even if they don't get a warrant and the and at an ALR hearing the the arrest is uh is upheld then the suspension is double the failure so it's it's double the other case it's 180 days so from 90 days if you consent and fail 180 days if you if you refuse no if you consent and fail 90 days 90 yep. if you refuse 180 Regardless of what it is. Right. 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 And the arrest is upheld, right? Because uh, this all depends on if there's probable cause to arrest you at the ALR hearing. Okay? Right. Right. But, uh, well, we'll get to the ALR hearing. Yeah, yeah. Bit. Right. Right. Let's, I feel like this is going to get so in the weeds. Right. That's why I decided, I, I decided to back away. Yeah. Let's just stick with the license suspension itself. Yes. So, if I consent... Which as, your, which, as, which as an attorney, I do not recommend you consent. But if right. you consent, 90 days, if it's over a .08 Correct. and you're over 21. Yes. If you're under 21, there's automatically a suspension of, I, I can't remember. It's a, it's a zero tolerance, right? So any right. amount of alcohol, um, I, and it's going to be uh, 60 days right. for, um, uh, for those, you know, DUI, I guess, type cases, BAC Correct. under a 0.08, but you're under 
you're under you're the under, age of 21. Right. So you're not supposed to have any alcohol. 60 days. And then if I do not consent and I make them get a warrant, it's automatically 180 days, regardless of what the blood test shows. Correct. Hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, just for all of you, you know, keeping box score out there, we're looking at the transportation code, chapter 524, and then also chapter 724 is important. And then write this one down too. Transportation code chapter 521 is going to have um, a bunch of other driving related offenses uh, that deal with convictions and whatnot. Um, so really highlighting transportation code 524, 724, and 521. Right. Okay. Um, let, now, if your client comes in and it's a DWI second and they're asking you how long your suspension is going to be, what, what's the answer, Andrew? I don't know. What's that classic attorney answer? Well, it's going to be, it it depends. depends. (laughs) Right. Right. So like, I know it's going to depend on things like how recently the, uh, the first one was. That's right. Um, Is it a failure? Is it a refusal? Right. What's your blood alcohol level? Right. There are lots of things that, that it could depend on. And I, and honestly, I'm giving you a blank stare because I don't know what the answers to that are without looking because there's so many rules, which is why you now have a copy of, of Texas. I do, but I don't have mine open like you do. Yeah. Well, it's cause I'm, I've done my quote unquote research, research and I've got my book open. All right. So on a failure case, right. If you had, if your client has had one or more alcohol or drug related enforcement contact during the 10 years prior to this latest arrest, and just remember that a DWI can be for the operation of any motor vehicle in a public place. That includes boating, flying, driving, a go-kart on a public road. I right. think technically a golf cart at the golf course could qualify, although I really haven't seen them. Yeah, I mean, I, no, we don't, we don't see too many of those. But you always see the funny videos of like, hey, I, I have... Uh, uh, or, or the, the DWI on a tractor, uh, or whatever. So long as it meets the definition of motor vehicle uh, right. in the code, it's, it's, yeah, it, you're pretty, you can be I good think for it's it fi- for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure if that's internal combustion. Like, is that different if it's an electric vehicle? I, I know Probably not, right? It's no, still a motor. Right. Because Tesla, right. You could, yeah, that's true. You can get moving in a Tesla, man. Yeah. Well, have you seen this, the screen on the thing's bigger than my iPad? It's amazing. I know. Uh, we digress. I want one so bad. Tesla, if you're listening, we are accepting uh, sponsors. Just You just got to send us a Tesla. You just send me one. That's all I care about. Stop. Okay. <laughs> so if you have had, so let's say your client comes in. They were arrested, you know, September 1st, 2020. Their last DWI, they're for a DWI second, right? And their, their, their first DWI, the last DWI they had, was in 2000. Well, it can still be used as an enhancement, but it's not going to fall under this provision that's going to suspend their license. As long as it was before September 1, 2010, right? So 2010. it has to be. Oh, you it said it's 2000. 10, yeah. 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 Has to be, has to be within 10 years, one or more uh, alcohol or drug related contacts. So in that case, if they fail, they consent to a test and they fail, the suspension is one year. Okay. Yeah, that's serious. If it's a refusal, then it's two years. So DWI second, it's a refusal. That's two years for a license suspension. And these are civil. 
These are administrative revocations. Right. It, it's something that, that I think a lot of our clients uh, don't understand. And uh, you get a civil attorney who's trying to give, give a buddy a little advice and they don't realize that this civil uh, proceeding happens before you're found guilty. And then if you're found guilty for a DWI, then there could be other, other uh, suspensions as well. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, and that that's a good point because there, you know, some of these license, these administrative, the 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 civil proceeding license revocation before a criminal case can even get started, those are gonna be very different if your client is under the age of 21. Um and and really can get very specific uh in that instance, simply because of the zero tolerance for individuals under the age of 21. But let let us talk about the post conviction suspension. Okay. So okay. I've, I've, I've gone before the court. I've either pled guilty or been found guilty by a judge or jury. I have been convicted of a DWI. Right. Okay. You have been convicted of a DWI. Now let's assume uh, that your conviction was just jail time. Okay. So no probation. Just jail time. It's easier. It's quicker. You got some time on your hands. May as well go, go, go sit in a cell for a little bit. Take care of your case. That's going to incur an additional suspension. Now, again, the answer for how long is it depends. And the judge can give you credit uh, for your original suspension from the ALR suspension uh, towards any post-conviction suspension. So if this is the case for you, just ask your judge um, if they would allow that, if they would uh, uh, credit the future suspension for the suspension that's already been served. So if it's a first offense, uh, your post-conviction suspension is going to start at 90 days. It could go up to a year. If it's your DWI second or more, um, it could start at 180 days and go up to two years. And then if it's your second offense within five years of each other, then it's one to two years. Minimum go to rehab. Year. If it's your second yeah. offense in less than five years, go to rehab. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you probably need some help that, that, uh, with something that's going on there. Um, that's not legal advice. That's just your just friendly. You're, you're friendly. Yeah. 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 It's personal advice. Not that I've had to go to rehab, but I've, I've had some clients go and it actually has been, been helpful for them. Oh, I've had some clients go and it's completely changed their life. Right. But I've had some clients go to prison. It's changed their life too. So, <laughs> you know, it's neither here nor there. So, um, and then of course those suspensions are, are a little bit more clear cut, I guess, as your, as the, um, seriousness of the offense increases, right? So state Correct. jail, state jail felony DWI with a child passenger, 90 days to a year, um, intoxicated assault begins at 90 days, can go up to a year, and it could be a hard year. Could even be um, a a waiting period for the defendant to get a an occupational license. So an occupational license, remember, is something that is kind of like a band aid, doesn't allow you like full driving privileges, but allows you to drive to work or do some household uh, errands, take your kids to school. Yeah. Go to the grocery store. Um, and now, uh, as of two years ago, if you have an interlock, the judge cannot deny you an essential needs license 
following a DWI as long as you have an interlock on your vehicle. Um, so that becomes an important, important way around the, you know, hey, uh, I don't really feel comfortable with this guy driving. You got to have an interlock on your car. Then they yeah. cannot deny you that license. Well, and the, you know, a lot of my clients uh, bristle at the thought of having interlock device in their vehicle. And I don't blame them. Um, some, I've had some clients that have, it's just completely messed up their car's like electrical system and apparently it runs down your battery pretty bad right and and so that definitely is a concern but the the law you know i think tries to make give some incentives for installing an interlock device and abiding by that requirement one is the occupational license um deal but also post conviction on a dwi the time frame for waiting for a non-disclosure on a DWI deferred is reduced if you have an interlock device Correct. installed on your vehicle. Correct. So it's just kind of something that I have to keep, you have to keep your clients in, you have to keep that in perspective, I guess, for your clients, right? I feel like I'm tripping over my words today. It's the Topo to, Chico. You know, we, we the, the, the good thing about, having guests on our show is we don't normally talk this much. Right. We don't have to know nearly as much information. We yeah. just have to know enough to ask a question. Right. So, um, so that's why, you know, it's kind of nice having other people on the show. You can just shut up and listen and, and ask learn. questions and learn, right? right? Learn from the best. Uh, we're, we're sorry that you're having to learn from us in this episode. <laughs> so, so when we're talking about post conviction suspensions, those suspensions really only come into play if the sentence is not suspended or probated. Okay. So if we're talking probation and now they allow for, for uh, deferred adjudication, the suspension, you will not have another suspension on top of your ALR suspension when you dispose of your case. Right. So Andrew, you get, you know, God forbid you get DWI, you're going to take probation on it. Hypothetically speaking, cause I know you, sir, don't imbibe. Um, yeah, definitely not in Bob and drive. Right. So I, uh, uh, we got you a good probation deal. It's one that we're going to take. Okay. Right. If you are probated and you're ordered to take and then successfully take the DWI education course within six months of your start date on probation, then you're, you will not incur a post conviction suspension. That makes sense. Okay. Right, trying to help people. Well, trying one to get. Remember, you're gonna you're gonna have a DWI on your record. You can use it to enhance you later to a second or a third. Uh, but they're trying to for the person that truly was dumb, right? Made a mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to educate them as to the dangers of driving while intoxicated or grow the education course and try to get them through probation. Um, uh, they're they're trying not to kick you a third time with the suspended license. Yeah, I mean, I I do complain a lot about what our legislature sometimes requires of our clients uh, because you know these laws are written by, I mean, not really any any lawyers anymore. You know, they're the legislature. I, I think the number of lawyers in the legislature has been dropping steadily. Right? Would you uh, over the would decades. you run for office? No, no, I wouldn't. You're right. Um, but I, I do think you're right. I do think they're trying to give some incentive to, to you know, to more education about the dangers of of drinking and driving, et cetera. 
Um, but also you don't, you won't have a suspension if you go to a jury and the jury recommends that the license not be suspended. Huh? I did not know that. So that's in transportation code 521.344 subsection D. I I don't know that I can imagine that jury, but yeah, I mean, well, just think like, okay. And I'm on a DWI judgment. I need to have a little space there for, to discuss license suspension. I I don't know if that's something that I, would have thought about before. You know, uh, yeah. I not known that. Um, so again, yeah, the, all of this, uh, all of these suspension uh, lengths for post-conviction and transportation code 521, that'll be 521.341. So um, take a look at that uh, for any future reference. Or again, Texas Crimes and Consequences, kind of a great go-to resource. You can actually look, a lot of this is actually on the DPS website too. Yeah. Um, it, or on the, or on a DIC 24, 25. Right. You know, those license suspensions are going to, they're going to be given to your client mm-hmm. uh, when they're arrested. So that's right. It's restated all over there. Um, and, you know, of course the, the law has, the uh, police officer has to read the DIC 24 before asking for. And a, give, and give it to the person in writing. Yeah. Before asking for a sample of their breath or blood. So I'm now asking for a sample of your breath or blood, specifically your breath. Have you, uh, I've actually heard him say that. Yeah. Have you, have you heard the, the recording? It's like in so, Spanish. Well, they I've heard have the one, one in, in Spanish. English too. And it sounds like a robot. Well, the one in Spanish definitely sounds like a robot, but I haven't oh, heard the, the recording in English. It's terrible. Like n- how many of your clients when are, are actually listening? Do you think? Well, like, I would definitely space out. Like I know what they're asking. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Well, especially if I'm intoxicated and it's late at night and I'm terrified. Sleepy. Right. All I'm hearing is wah, 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 wah. And especially if I'm, I'm not under 21, I'm well over 21. I have a kid that's 22. If I hear, and if you're under 21, I'm like, why are you reading this to me? You know? Yeah. I, I don't drink. That may be some personal information for you guys. I don't drink, but if I ever got pulled over because, you know, I'm terrible at texting and driving and it's really He stupid. does text and drive. Um, don't tell people that. Um, or like I'm sleepy or, or something like that. Like I would have all of my faculties there for me. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to get arrested, right? Because it's just an opinion crime. We've talked about this, but um, right, because I would officer, probably space the, the, out during the reading of the DIC 24. The officer could easily say, I suspected there to be some other intoxicant sure. or drug in his system Yeah, because I couldn't smell alcohol, but I thought there might have been something else. So I always get this question too then at this point, like would I consent to a test or not? I don't, th- no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think I would go bond out, go the very, like immediately to, you know, lab, uh, quest diagnostics or lab test or right track or something and have some blood taken. Um, but I would not trust the government period, um, to, to evaluate my clean blood because I know something terrible is going to, going to happen. It will be. I'm so, I'm so glad you're confident in our justice system. No, no. uh, I mean, when I'm involved, I'm I'm confident in it, but not, not, I'm not going to put that responsibility uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna trust some yahoo with that with my liberty. Right, but let, let's get back to to license 
suspension. You sure? Cause, cause uh, that, now I'm kind of feeling kind of fun. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> now, now Andrew's all fired up. Um, so, so you can lose it for DWI. You can lose it for for not providing a sample, but you can also lose it for points. You can lose it for um, being in an accident without insurance. I know, and 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 I, I really think you can lose it for not having insurance and providing proof of insurance um, after being cited. Um, uh, there, there are just a lot of ways you can lose driving while license invalid will then require an SR 22 in the future. Uh, and if you don't have an SR 22 in your driving, uh, because that's a requirement, you can have your license suspended for that. These are all things that I've actually seen come forward or you're driving while your license is suspended because you haven't gotten your license cleaned up and then you get a ticket and later they come back and go back in 2018 when you were driving at this point and you you were with you, you got a citation doesn't matter what the citation was for doesn't matter if you were found guilty or not the fact that they you got pulled over was proof that you were driving at a time when your license was suspended so now they're going to suspend your license for another year yeah that sounds like you've been through something like oh, that oh man I, I i i i don't claim to be a driver's license expert but I'm amazed how many phone calls I get on things like this. Hey, Mr. Decker, I've I got a notice in the mail that they want to suspend my license. What do I do? And I'm like, well, pay me some money and I'll go handle that for you. Um, yeah. And it's amazing the things that DPS can and will suspend your license for uh, that are just hidden in the transportation code. Um, and most of them are, if you, basically, if you've had a blemish, a real blemish, and I, I don't mean you had a couple of speeding tickets. I mean, you've gotten enough points that you're considered habitual. Right. Or you lost your license for a DWI and you didn't get it cleaned up. Or you didn't have insurance, so you required an SR-22 then to prove you had insurance and you didn't have it and you didn't get that taken care of, right? It become, but then it becomes a rolling problem. You can't right. ever get a clean it's a, yeah, license. It's a downward spiral, yes. Um. And for a while, everyone blames surcharges for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness those are gone. Yeah, we've seen the light as far as that goes. But you still end up with someone who ha still doesn't have a valid license, can't get a valid license. And so they're having to get an essential needs license, which requires an SR-22. But, you know, they, either they don't know how or, or they don't have the money. And, and you end up with just, again, a compounding issue. And it's impossible in this state to work, to, to run your errands, to go to the grocery store, relying on public transportation. In most areas of the state, that yeah. is absolutely impossible. Even in some, you know, uh, urban settings, like you, there's just no way that you can survive. I could probably do it in Dallas because yeah. of the rail system. Right. Or, or Fort Worth or Houston. I mean, they have pretty good bus systems. I mean, you're still walking a, a good bit. Right, right. I, 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 I'm not denying the, the, the bus system, but the yeah. rail system is so much more accurate, so much more timely, so yeah. much more effective. I think I could really do it effectively with the rail system. Yeah. And then add to it bus and Uber. But yeah. You, you, it's, I mean, how expensive would that get? Ubering everywhere? I mean, that, that's... But the train's cheap. Yeah. Right. Okay. But if I live, if I live outside of a metro a major metropolitan area that's serviced by train, bus, Uber, et cetera. There's no way. No. Yeah. No way. 
No way. So that's why, you know, the law allows for these occupational licenses. Um, essential needs. They're called essential needs licenses. I, call, I know. I, call, I don't know why I call them occupationals. It's because we still call things by names we learned a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, am I, was that, am I that old? Yep. Okay. Um, hey, just, uh, just, just a heads up. You can also, for non-alcohol-related crimes, your license to drive can be suspended. So certain sex offenses that require registration, and that, that's because you got to go and get a renewal license that identifies yourself as a registrant on the sex offender list. Graffiti. Yeah, isn't that weird? Purchase of alcohol for a minor or furnishing alcohol to a minor. Tampering with governmental record like a license plate. Okay, I get it. Um, or theft of motor fuel. Huh. Yeah. So like, well, now, now that every place is either you run your debit card or you go inside and pay ahead of time, I, that, that, that's a tough deal. But back in the day, it used to be you pumped your gas and you went inside and paid and people would pump their gas. And Now who's old? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right, buddy. So, um, but yeah, I mean, but it still happens, you know, like think about sure. like siphoning people can go by yeah. and siphon fuel out of somebody else's car. That happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, kind of crazy. You had actually a really interesting ALR hearing. Yeah. Just, uh, just a while back. Um, if, if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter uh, or even LinkedIn, you would see that I appeared uh, in San Marcos, Texas, which is nowhere close to where I normally And if practice. you're not following Andrew Decker on any of those social media platforms, shame on you. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> they probably have something better to do than <laughs> follow me. Um, but you notice I actually appeared in uh, the courtroom, uh, the county, the con- what they now call it the Constitutional County Court, court yeah. um, for uh, Hayes County, where my grandfather uh, who I call Judge Decker, my great grandfather, presided from 1941 to 1963. I just think that's so cool. Yeah, like, so I, I yeah. took a picture of the, his picture hanging in the rotunda. That I think that's so that's so neat yeah. uh, to be able to to go and and, and not only argue but like win. Yeah, so so not, not not only did I argue, but I got to win. And the argument primarily was DPS did not timely present the evidence. Civil rule of procedures apply at an ALR hearing. Yeah. Right? I've had this now in multiple jurisdictions where they did not provide the evidence, the discovery required 10 days or more before the hearing. I filed a motion that the, that the hearing should automatically be given a negative finding. That sounds wrong. What the, the request is to suspend the license. So a negative ends up being no suspended license. Right. You win. Right. Um, and here's the crazy part. I've had judges sue Sponte continue the hearing so that DPS could more could timely provide me with the evidence. Uh, no. Right. No, no, no. And so, so I'm like, okay. And when the next hearing starts, I say, judge, I'd like to begin with the fact that I filed this motion at the last hearing and you have not ruled on it. Yeah. Um, well, this one had actually been moved from a JP court to the constitutional court. And he said, I was like, I don't want to argue the facts of the case until I get a ruling on my motion. He looked at DPS and said, when was the discovery provided? And the attorney at least had enough gumption to say, 
I'm not in charge of the discovery dis, dis, uh, disbursement. I don't know. And he said, I find a negative finding. They haven't proven their case according to the rules of civil procedure. Boom. It's a win. I walk out. I'm done. Yeah. I've had another one where, where it was an accident. He didn't have insurance at the time, allegedly. They then bring a case saying because they could bring a judgment, either he had to pay for it or they had, or he had, was going to have another license suspension. Yep. And first of all, the, the information they brought wasn't certified. It wasn't, there was nothing in it that, that you would actually be able to say, I could trace this back effectively. So I filed a motion saying there wasn't enough evidence, wasn't presented 10 days before the hearing. Again, the judge, Sue Sponte, continued so that we could get better evidence. Why? Why, right. judge? If, if I came in without my proper documentation, you would throw my stuff out of court. Absolutely. Hold DPS to the same standard. They are a large law enforcement and administrative agency. Hold their standard. Hold them to the standard. Yeah. It's Dude, the just basic fair. Yeah. rules of civil procedure. Thankfully, at the end, he actually said, he goes, I'm going to continue it. There's only two months before this statute actually runs out. He called me literally as I was driving with another attorney put him on the speakerphone. He goes, are you going to be in my court today? And I was like, I didn't know I needed to. He goes, you don't. I just want you to know if there's no, if no civil case has actually been filed, I'm going to rule in your guy's favor. Um, file the motion and make them prove it. Yeah. Bring the discovery. It, it's, that's not even arguing the merit. That's just right. saying they've got to play by the rules. Right. And that, I mean, you know, to be fair, as criminal defense attorneys, we're very used to that, right? A lot of our job morphs into, can you get this evidence legally before a judge or a jury? Right. You know, and, and it, this is just an extension of that same train of thought. Force the government to abide by the rules, the same rules that everybody else has to abide by. Right. They don't get a fair play. I mean, evidently the judges will just give them a pass. Uh, to give them more time, the the sweet little darlings need more more time. Right, and and to be fair, I've had I've had DPS uh, attorneys call me a couple of days before we had a hearing. Yeah, or we were scheduled for one, and say we're waiting for like the blood draw to come back. Right, right. And on those, I try to be. They've called me ahead of time. Right, it may yeah. be after the ten days, but I say, hey, I get it. I, I'm not gonna. I, I will. If you file a motion, I'm not going to argue the motion for, for a continuance. Right. But that's them asking for a continuance. Right. right? Yeah. I could argue. I could say, hey, they don't get a continuance. It's not right. Whatever. But if they file a motion to continue before, you know, a couple of days before, they're, they're, they're trying to play by the rules. Well, and I, you know, I, I think the DPS attorneys in this area are, uh, are, are fairly easy to deal with. I've never had any individual problems with them. It's just as a whole, just DPS as a bureaucracy. Right. I, I just, you know. Right. And again, these same attorneys, when I've had to, for some reason, not be able to be present, uh, you know, and I find out basically two days in advance and file a motion to continue. They're like, Hey, we get it. We understand. Yeah. Right. So some of that is professional courtesy, but you don't bring anything or you don't ask for that continuance. I'm going to file Hey, bring, court should hold them accountable to playing by the same set of rules everyone else has to. Right. If they're calling a case in court, right. Absolutely. The, right. the rules need to 
need to be. But remember that the ALR hearing, and I think this is an important piece, generally is tough to win because it's a civil procedure. It's a civil proceeding. Right. It's administrative. Basically, all they have to prove is that you were legally stopped, that there was probable cause for a stop, and that you refused, or yeah. that your blood work was over a .08, or whatever it is, you know, that you, you, you were driving without a license, they literally can bring the certified copy of the driving record, and it's, it's a self-proving document. Right. Okay. Right. And they can get those no real cost. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so they're very hard to win. I would say 90 to 95% of ALR hearings go in favor of the department. And I tell anyone who hires me to do one, know that that's the odds. Yeah. Right. So sometimes I tell them, just pay me to get you an occupational license. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but sometimes they have a reason to fight it. Right. You know, um, and, and I'm going to do my best. And so would you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I would. Um, yeah, so we know this This is probably not going to be one of our listeners' favorite episodes, but it is important information. We deal with license revocations, license suspensions, ALR hearings all the all time. All the time. Get yourself a copy of this book. If nothing else, just become familiar with the transportation code. Um, it is going to help you out wonders in your, in your practice. Get, get a copy of the transportation code. It will not hurt you. Right, yeah. It's probably like chapter 42A. Like you, you just need to read it. Just read right. it. Right. You'd be amazed at the stuff that you can, that, that's in there. Get yeah. a copy of the transportation code. That's also where you're going to find things like that. Truly there's a law that says you have to initiate, initiate your blinker 100 feet before, before you initiate turn, a turn. Yeah. yeah. That's not just some made up stuff. No, it's actually a law. Yeah. It's also a law that you have to walk, if you're walking on the road, if you're walking on the road and there's a sidewalk available, you're automatically in violation. And if, you, and if you're walking on the road, you have to walk against traffic, or otherwise you're in violation. Yeah. And all these things are reasons why we've had people get stopped. And, and it always other, leads to other stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All well, right. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap us up, right? Yeah, I think we so. We wanted it to be a little shorter, but I don't think we did. No. We, no, we, not at all. Well, it's because we told too many jokes. Yeah. Well, again, for Andrew Harris, I'm Andrew Decker. This is and this is Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the web at texascrimdefense.com. You can also uh, find us on your podcast app on your phone or on your computer. Give us a listen if you like us. Share us with a friend or someone you know and love. Um, yeah, perfect. And until then, leave a review. Leave a review. Yeah. Give us an idea so we don't have to talk to ourselves. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and looking forward to the holiday season coming up. All right. Y'all be good.